Yo, 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 what's going on, good people? Today is Monday, November 7, 2022. Time is 11. I'm sorry, time is one thirteen p.m. Eastern time. You all want the episode of The Bridge, episode number 138 of The Bridge. Get out with Big Ron Brown, Big Kush, King Kush. It's all the same, just him for bringing my humble opinion about things that's going on in our everyday lives, things that we like to talk about, current events on local, national, and global level, things that we like to discuss. Uh, big show today. i got a special guest with me. Well, he's asleep right now, my beautiful five-month-old, six, soon-to-be six-month-old son. He's knocked out laying on me right now, so if you hear a little noise or you hear a little cry in the background, just he'll be all right. He's just laying on me sleep right now. Um, got a big sports um, big sports Saturday this past weekend that happened in baseball and soccer, college football, NFL football, um, big sports weekend. Updates, updates on the war in Ukraine situation that's going on with Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Parkland shooter who was sentenced. Um, the credible threats that was found out by the FBI. My thoughts are going to be on day, uh, daylight savings time and things of that nature. And um, big news on, involving the Washington Commanders and Jeff, uh, Jeff Bezos and Jay-Z. But um, we're going to start off as we've done the past two and a half years with some COVID and vaccine updates. 97-point million cases of COVID still here in the United States. There are 1 million-plus people have died as a result of COVID. 613 million doses have been given. 220, over 224 million-plus people have been fully vaccinated, which is at a rate of 68%. 33% of people have received their booster shots. I'll read those numbers again. 97.5 million cases of COVID still here in the United States. 1 million-plus deaths. One million people plus people have died as a result of COVID. 613 million doses have been given. Two, over 224 million plus people have been fully vaccinated at a rate of 68%. 33% of people have received their booster shots. Um, also, other news, medical news that just came out last week, they said three RSV vaccines could be ready for the use by next fall. That is critical because there are a lot of kids all over the country, uh, um, thousands and thousands of kids, who are suffering from RSV. My daughter, she had it last year, and that is nothing to play with for the point where they can barely breathe. It's just a loud, hacking, dry cough, and it affects everything about their their breathing and everything. They can't sleep. They can't eat. And most kids, as early as that I've seen, is 8 to 10 weeks who are hospitalized because of the RSV um, virus. So the fact that they're getting vaccines ready that could be used for next fall is critical because a lot of these kids need it now. But, um, with that being said, people, please, if you have not gotten vaccinated, please go get vaccinated. Do so as soon as you possibly can. If you are eligible for the booster shot, please go get the booster shot. We are in a critical time of fall now. We're in the middle of November, almost in the middle of November. Flu shots, COVID shots, booster shots. Um, if, you, if your child is dealing with RSV like my daughter, like my mom, wife and our daughter was um, dealing with last year, go get that checked out. Do not play around with that. And other news wanted to get into real quick overseas. Multiple billionaires are pretty much renouncing their citizenship from Russia. They do not agree with Putin. They do not agree with his tactics and everything involving this war. And the fact that they are renouncing citizenship and pulling away from Russia says a lot because um, these people who are native of Russia, who have been there their whole lives, and the fact that since February and this fall, this war has begun in February. A lot of them don't even want to be, they don't even want to have association with the country anymore. So there's a lot. And Putin is a very powerful man. He has a lot of connections. And 
he strikes me as one of those type of people that if you don't agree with him or if you don't take his side, that he could have you tortured. He could probably have you murdered because the amount of mass graves that are being found overseas over in Russia and in Ukraine because of this war says to me that he is that type of person that if you don't agree with me or my tactics, that um, he could have you captured, he could have you tortured, and probably have you murdered. But the fact that these billionaires are renouncing their citizenship and a lot of the people over there, when they started that draft, they just said, forget that, we're fleeing this country and we're not coming back. That says a lot about who Putin is and how they feel about this war. Um, Kev, Ukraine, um, it's, a, it's a situation. My, 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 I definitely feel for the innocent people of this war because cities like that, they have up to 450 to 500,000 people who are without electricity. And as we're going into the fall and getting ready to start winter next month, these people don't have electricity. They may not even have running water. Much of them may not even have food. And then you have countries like Iran who are sending more weapons to assist Russia in this war. It's, it's, it's just chaos. It's chaos all over this. It's like chaos all over this country. It's chaos all over this world. And it basically boils down to who can get the upper hand, who's going to win this war, and how much money is going to be made off this bloodshed. Because everyone knows the bottom line, no matter where you're at, big city, small town, thriving country, third world country, doesn't matter. Who's war and money is what most wars are being fought over. And the amount of people that have suffered and died because of this war is crazy. But And it's being felt on all sides. Uh, North Korea, another country that's up under a dictatorship. They are just determined to get these missiles to show that they are a nuclear power, I guess. They fired 20-plus missiles over the past weekend. One of them flew, flew over South Korea. I mean, is it? Uh, and my thing is, what is it going to take for one of these missiles to hit a power plant, hit a hospital, hit a neighborhood, hit a nursing home? Is it? What is it going to take for him to stop firing these uh, firing these missiles over these different countries and over these different uh, areas? Because sooner or later, you're going to keep firing these missiles, and so you're going to piss off the right person, and they're going to declare war on you because I don't care who you are. If you're sending that kind of missiles out on a daily basis, you're trying to get someone's attention. You're trying to irritate and annoy them to the point where they are mad and they are going to take action against you. So uh, thoughts and prayers go out to the innocent people who are in North Korea because there are some people over there who don't believe in um, Kim, little Kim, as I like to call him. There are people in Russia who don't believe in um, Putin and what he stands for. But they live over there and they have no choice but to suffer and go through the things that they're going through because they can't leave, they can't retreat, and they have no choice but to deal with it. But that's just my humble opinion. When you fire that amount of missiles every day on a daily basis trying to see exactly how far they can go, how much power and velocity that they have, you're going to hit something. Someone's not going to like it. And it just, <laughs> it's to the point where just you keep, you keep knocking on the devil's door and someone's going to answer you. Um, here locally, and I mean here in the non-country's news, uh, the Parkland Parkland school shooting that happened, I believe that was in Florida. The shooter gets life in prison. Um, I believe that Parkland school shooting happened in 2018, where at least 17 to 18 people, I believe, were shot and killed at that prison. Uh, yeah, and uh, not that prison. I mean in that um, school shooting that happened uh, four years ago. So the Parkland school shooter. He gives life. In, he gets life in prison. Uh, hopefully that brings some sort of closure. 
to the victims who lost on the victims' families or the ones who lost their lives that day at the, in, that, in that shooting. Um, the FBI received credible evidence of threats of against New Jersey synagogues, and it just it raises my eyebrow because I'm just wondering if New Jersey is not the only place because if you remember a few years ago, there was a synagogue that was bombed and hit in Pittsburgh. I remember that. It was on a Saturday morning. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that was hit in Pittsburgh. So if they have credible evidence of these synagogues that were threatened in New Jersey, and I live here in, I live here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, I just have to wonder if those synagogues in New Jersey were not the only ones because you have a lot of synagogues here in Philly. You have a lot of synagogues, especially in New York. So I'm just wondering um, if they have credible. How many more synagogues in the tri-state area do they have credible evidence against? So, and as we all know, um, this past weekend, you fall back, you spring forward, daylight savings time. Um, they're looking, not just, I remember, I think I had a conversation with my coworkers, or, um, my family members. They were saying that daylight savings time, they're trying to end it. They were trying to get some states, I believe it was like 15 to 16 states that signed on to end daylight savings time next year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Hawaii and Arizona, if I'm not mistaken, there are two states that they may never do it. But we all know it's a money play. Um, back in the day, they did it for the farmers who could save um, save a buck um, losing an uh, extra hour of daylight. Um, I learned over the weekend there were some situations back in the 1700s. The reason they didn't do it is because they were trying to save money on wax for candles and, and, and the wicker and candles back in the 1700s. But I just learned that... Um, if daylight saving times, if they quit it, if they stop it, don't fall back, don't spring forward, just have one time as it is, upwards to $400 million could be saved if they end daylight savings time. So this is something that's been a part of my life. I'm almost 40 years old now. I've been knowing you spring, you spring forward, you fall back. But the fact that they wanted to end it, and I'm like, okay, after all this time, you want to end this, I'm like, how much money could be saved? It's a money play. Everything is a money play. So the fact that they could save up to $400 million plus, I'm not saying it's, that that's the direct number. It could be more than that. But there, that's what I saw on Google when I looked up the information. They said $400 million could be saved if they decide to end daylight savings time. That's pretty much all you need to know because if they can, if they can end something that a lot of people that don't see the purpose of and they can save a whole lot of money doing it, they will definitely do so. But anyway, let me jump. Um, let me jump. Change segues into other topics. Wanted um, in sports real quick. Want to say congratulations to the Houston Astros. They are the 2022 World Series champs. They defeated the Philadelphia Phillies in six games. Game six was in Houston, Texas. They defeated them, I believe, by a score of four to one. Uh, I just want to say um, I was supporting the Phillies. I was riding with the Phillies since I live here in Philadelphia. But um, I'm very happy for Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker is a long time. I mean, his baseball career extends 50-plus years. He played as he was a player. I believe he won a championship with the Dodgers, if I'm not mistaken. And he's been a coach for the past 20-something years, 20, 25 years. He was the coach, I believe, with the Cubs at one point. He was the Cubs 20 years. I mean, he was the manager 20 years ago with the San Francisco Giants when they made it to the World Series. That year in particular, 2002, I believe they lost to the Anaheim Angels. Uh, Barry Bonds, that was, that's when he went on his um, historic um, uh, quest when he was hitting all the home runs and he passed 
Hank Aaron for the all-time leading list in home runs. And a lot of people thought they had a chance to win the championship that season, but he didn't. But 20 years later, he got with the Houston Astros, and he finally got his um, he finally got his championship as a manager with the Houston Astros. So congratulations to the Houston Astros. Uh, two times they have won the World Series. They won it back in 2017, and they won it this year. If I'm not mistaken, they're having their championship parade in the city of Houston this afternoon. So congratulations to them. Um, like I said, it was a big sports Saturday, especially in the city of Philadelphia. Another heartbreak of the um, Philadelphia Union. They made it to the uh, MLS championship game against the L.A. Um, football club, and they lost in a very tight game, um, L.A. football club, which uh, Magic Johnson is the um, co-owner of that team. Magic Johnson has his hands in everything. He's won championships with the Lakers, the Sparks. He's uh, part owner of the um, Dodgers, and now he's won another championship with the L.A. football team. It's their first championship in their franchise's history. So, like I said, it was a tough day for Philadelphia sports on this past Saturday. So um, congratulations to them on winning their first championship in soccer um, in franchise history. So uh, basketball news I wanted to get into real quick. Steve Nash was fired as the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Um I'm not saying I can't say I was surprised because this man, to many in many people's um, opinion, he shouldn't have never been the head coach in the first place. And I kind of agree with that because he never coached on any level, high school, college, junior league, pro level. He never coached on any level, and to be handed a position with the Brooklyn Nets because you have people who are in pipelines who have to go through uh, uh, developmental leagues high school, college, pro, and have to sit on the sidelines and work their way up for years. And because he's – Steve Nash, don't get me wrong, he's a great player. He's the MVP, Hall of Fame basketball player. I get that. But the fact that he had never coached before and he was brought in simply on because of his reputation and his name on the court alone to coach the Brooklyn Nets when you have people who sat on the sidelines and paid their dues as coaches. And he was the coach of two of the best players in the NBA, uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. To get that type of position, to get that type of um, head coaching position, a lot of people think he didn't deserve it. A lot of people think he didn't earn it. And he didn't have the pulse of that team, and it, just, and it showed. So he was let go of the Brook. He was let go of that head coaching job. Speaking of which, uh, Kyrie Irving, because of his um, anti-Semitic comments, that he made against the Jewish population last week. He was suspended at least five games by the Brooklyn Nets, and Nike has pretty much suspended for the time being his contract with them. Um, it's always something with Kyrie Irving. It's just always something with him. I just whether it's his is <laughs> he didn't he doesn't he plays when he wants to play. He thinks he can say whatever he wants to say and do whatever he wants to do. And the thing is, is that Kyrie Irving just learned a hard lesson. You're a black man in this country. You can't just say and do whatever you want to say and do whatever you want, and I'm just going to play whenever I want and think that there are not going to be consequences. Not that I don't disagree with some of the stuff that Kyrie is saying, but at the same time, you have to understand your position. You have to understand your platform. You are a black man, a successful black man in this country who makes a lot of money. You're making 35 to $40 million a season to play basketball. 
You can't just say whatever you want to do and have a broad stroke against all Jewish people because that's not right. That's just like when they try to say all black men are thugs and criminals. And at the same token, that's like me saying all white people are racist. I can't say that because it's not true. That's a general broad stroke. You have to take each person as they come, and that's how you get through the day, and that's pretty much how you get through life. You take each person as they come, and that's how you make it through the day. You can't just generalize all people are this and all people are that. That's not true. That's not right. That's not fair. And he learned a hard lesson to that. He learned a hard, very hard lesson to doing so. Because you take some of the most prominent black men in American history. You take Mega Evers. You take Malcolm X. You take Martin Luther King. They, they were assassinated for what they standing up for what they believed in. They were killed. You take Muhammad Ali, another sports figure, who did not, who opposed the Vietnam War and did not want to, and, and said, I, I, I would, I'd rather go to jail. I don't think he went to prison, but he lost at least three to four years of his prime for standing up for what he believed in in this country. Colin Kaepernick, he took a knee. It's just when you're, when you're in a position that you're in, you have to be very mindful and very careful. Not to say you have to be mute, not to say you can't speak your mind, but you just can't have a general broad stroke against all of an entire race of people. You have to be specific. You can't just say all people are this or all people are that because you're offending a lot of people that are not what you're saying. And because of that, the Brooklyn Nets was pretty much your last shot as, as far as I'm concerned because as talented as Kyrie is, and he is, like Stephen A. Smith said, he is box office. He is a great talent, but they will tolerate you as long as you're productive. Went to the point where if you're not on the court for whatever reason, whether it was a vaccination, whether he wanted to take time off because he was going through something or going through that or going through this, that, and the third, it's hard for them to believe you because you're saying you're dealing with this and you're saying that you're dealing with that, but then you're partying with your family at the club. <laughs> you can't just, I don't understand certain people when they think that they can just say and do whatever they want to. Oh, by the way, I'm going to offend these group of people. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that. But, oh, by the way, can you still give me 35, 35 to $40 million a year, even though I'm offending everybody, any and everybody that don't like what I have to say? It doesn't work that way. And he learned a very painful and valuable lesson. And just anxious to see um, if they are going to keep him, if they are going to um, hold on and hold on to his services because a franchise, I've seen franchise put up with. Uh, domestic violence situations. I've seen franchises put up with drug use, alcohol use, drinking while driving, domestic, like I said, domestic violence, all violence of all sorts, um, racism, sexism, and all kinds of isms. But when you've done this multiple times, it's just like, is, is it worth the headache? Is it worth the problem? If they can find a way to win without you as opposed to needing you, because like I said, they'll tolerate you as long as you're productive. But if they can find a way to replace you and still win without the headache of dealing with you, they'll do it in a heartbeat. And Kyrie Irving is learning a very hard and valuable lesson right now because it ain't like you're 20-something years old and you're still young and you still can – they feel like you feel like you can do this and do that. 
for years to come. You're 30 years old now. Once you turn 30 and over, it comes to the point where they'll start looking at your future. How much longer are you really going to play? And you dealt with injuries. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have all these issues. You have all these things going on. And you've had, and you've had injury history. And you're on the wrong side of 30. Because once you get 30 and above, especially if you're an athlete, they start looking for ways. How much longer can he do this? Can he still do this at a high level? Is the headache worth the money that we're paying him? And they're paying him $35, $37, $40 million a year. Just saying. Just wondering. And um, definitely looking forward to seeing what happens um, with that situation. Let's get to some college football scores over the past weekend. It was an upset, major upset in college football. Uh, from Friday, November 4th, November 4th um, Washington defeated Oregon State 24-21. The Ohio State University defeated Northwestern 21-7. TCU defeated Texas Tech 34-24. North Carolina defeated Virginia 31-28. Tulane defeated Tulsa 27-13. The number one team, well, not number one anymore, Georgia defeats um, Tennessee 27-13. It's definitely going to shake up the college football polls. Uh, for Oregon defeated Colorado 49-10. Penn State had no problem with Indiana 45-14. Michigan State defeated Illinois 23-15. Kansas defeated Oklahoma State 37-16. Pittsburgh defeated Syracuse 19-9. Central Florida defeated Memphis 35-28 in a very good game. The shocker of the day, LSU in Death Valley in overtime defeated number, uh, number six Alabama 32-31 which is definitely going to shake some things up in the college football polls, which will be coming out tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Texas defeated Kansas State 34-27. Notre Dame shocked and defeated the number 14, Clemson. That's <laughs> Tennessee, Clemson, Alabama. These are names that you've been hearing all year long in the top five pit in the top five in the polls. They defeated uh, Clemson 35-14. Michigan had no problem with Rutgers 52-17. Utah defeated Arizona 45-20. North Carolina State defeated Wake Forest 30-21. Uh, USC defeated California 41-35. And UCLA defeated Arizona State 50-36. All right, let's jump back into some um, NFL action from this past week. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles remain undefeated. They defeated the Houston, Texas 29-17. Sandy, uh, Los, Angeles, Los Angeles Chargers defeated the Falcons 20-17. Uh, the Miami Dolphins defeated the Chicago Bears 35-32. to Tua had over 300 yards passing and three touchdowns. Justin Fields looked good. He had 178 yards rushing, threw for three touchdowns in a shootout, but the Miami Dolphins prevailed 35-32. to Cincinnati Bengals all over the Carolina Panthers 42-21. to Joe Mixon had uh, five total touchdowns, 150-some yards rushing. He was all over the place. The Detroit Lions defeated the Green Bay Packers 15-9. Aaron Rodgers, this was not his finest moment. He had like two or three picks, if I'm not mistaken, and the Detroit gets a win in the win column against their division rivals. Uh, the New England Patriots defeated the um, Indianapolis Colts 26-3, and as a result, breaking news about an hour ago, Frank Wright was fired as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Wow. And Jeff Saturday, longtime center who will play for them, won a Pro Bowl, All-Pro, won a Super Bowl championship with them, has been named the interim head coach for the remainder of the season. 
So Frank Wright is out, and Jeff Saturday has been named the interim head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Another shocker, the uh, New York Jets defeated the Buffalo Bills 20-17. The Jets defense is for real. Sauce Gardner is not to be tried. <laughs> Just leave it at that. Minnesota Vikings defeated the Washington Commanders in uh, Kirk Cousins' homecoming in the Washington area 20-17. to The Jacksonville Jaguars defeated the Las Vegas Raiders 27-20. The Seattle Seahawks, who will keep surprising me and keep winning and keep doing that thing, uh, up beating the Arizona Cardinals 31-21. Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Los Angeles Rams, 16-13. to They left Tom Brady too much time at the end of the clock. No matter what he's going through, no matter what he's dealing with, he's still Tom Brady. And if you leave him with a minute or two minutes left to go in the game and timeouts and time to get up and down the field, he'll, he will beat you. And he, that's what he did. And in the nightcap, Sunday nightcap, the um, Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Tennessee Titans in overtime, 20-17. to and tonight's Monday, Monday night game, you will have the Baltimore Ravens taking on the New Orleans Saints at 8.15 Eastern time in New Orleans. Looking forward to that game on ESPN. Other NFL news wanted to get into real quick. Daniel Snyder is now looking for assistance with the Bank of America because he is looking to sell uh, the Washington Commanders. I guess after all the backlash and everything that he has been going through, um, yeah, the other NFL owners, I think they had on tanks 23 or 24 owners to vote him out, and I guess he, the writing is on the wall, so he is looking for Bank of America assistance to buy him out. And as a result, Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon, and um, Jay-Z are looking to partner up and become the new owners of the Washington Commanders. That has not become official yet. That is just the names that are out there right now that people are talking about. But the fact that he said he'll never, he said he'll never change the name, now they're the Commanders. He said he'll never sell the team. Now he's asking for Bank of America for assistance to help sell the team. And you have two men, two men, two very powerful and rich men in Jay-Z and Jeff Bezos who are looking to partner up and become the new owners of the Washington Commanders, which would definitely be a change that is needed, a change that will hopefully bring positive light to the Washington Commanders, even though I'm a Dallas Cowboy, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. But change definitely needs to happen in that organization because it's been a cesspool ever since Daniel Snyder took over. I mean, you it's, it's all Googleable information. It's all public information. I'm not going to go into all the things that they have been accused of, racism, sexism, uh, work, harass, sexual harassment, workplace violence, just you name it, and everything under, under the sun they've been charged with. So um, I want to say rest in peace to uh, Migos rapper uh, Takeoff. He was... Um, Shot and killed violently last week in Houston um, over uh, what somebody said was a was a dice game. Um, it's just sad, man, because a lot of people, especially in hip hop, we've lost a lot of a lot of artists, man, violently. I mean, and you come from violent situations or violent backgrounds or even violent families, and you you have a talent and you try to make it out and you try to do what's best for you and your family and to be taken down like that. He was only 28 years old, 28 years old, just cut down like that. And it's just another name of, another name of people, a list of people, rappers. I mean, that I can think back, that go back to Tupac and Biggie 25, 26 years ago. And here we are 25, 26 years later and nothing's gotten better. And it's just, it's a, it's a thing that, um, once you made it to a certain status and fame and fortune in your life, I'm not saying you have to cut everybody off, 
but at certain points, in certain circles, you just can't move it anymore. It's just certain things that you, you, you. I mean, you shouldn't have to. You should be able to do things that do normal things that everybody else does. But with much given is much required, and some people see you as a target. When they see the jewelry, they see the cars, they see the money, they see the fame, they see the fortune, they see the lifestyle that you're living. Sometimes you're just gonna have to change your circle. You're going to change how you move. You're going to have to change how you do things. It's just the way it is, especially if you're black and you're successful in this country. Because some people look at you, they get, they have jealousy, they have envy, and they look at you as a target. And so I just want to say rest in peace to take off. Rest in peace. Uh, my condolences definitely go out to his family. It's just another name on a list of people who were cut down violently and lost their life and didn't deserve that. We as black men deserve to go old. We as black men should be able to live to where 85, 90, even 100 years old. And the blessing that comes with being an old, old man and having grandchildren and great-grandchildren around you. We should be able to have that. And so in so instances, so many instances, we don't get that. We don't get that. So rest in peace, man. Also, I want to say rest in peace to Ray Guy, Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, punter and kicker who played with the um, Raiders back in the day. He's also um, a member of the um, Golden Miss Eagles, Southern Miss Golden Miss Eagles. He passed away. Don't know exactly what the cause of death was, but he passed away over the weekend. I believe he was 72 or 73 years old. So I definitely want one of the greatest kickers of all time. And so my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to him. I want to say rest in peace to him. And um, and uh, we all come from different races, backgrounds, cultures, places, and statuses. But we are more alike than we are different. We can see each other as human, find a common ground and interest, begin to pick each other's brain and dig into the core of each other respectfully and peacefully. Only then can we begin to heal each other and truly bridge the gap between all of us. It's another episode of The Bridge. Get down with Big Ron Brown. I will be posting this to my Anchor podcast along with my Twitter page and my Facebook page. Tomorrow is election day. Get out and vote. Every election matters. Get out and vote. I've already voted. I do my voting by mail, so I've already did that a couple weeks ago. But get out and vote. Tomorrow's election day. Every election matters. So until then, you guys stay safe. Have a good one, and I'll talk with you guys next week. Peace.